Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 38 of Musical Connections. I'm Zach Snow. We're back again for another week of great Newfoundland Labrador music and Newfoundland Labrador music connections. On Next to Connect this week, we're going to be connecting with Dave Connors. You may know him by his stage name, Sarcastodon. We're going to talk to him all about his brand new EP, Blood Moon, and I was there for the EP release this past Tuesday. And of course, I dropped a new Musical Connections last week, of course, with Rachel Cousins. And um, back to the show for a second. I said in one of my uh, Instagram stories, at ZachSnowNL, if you're not paying attention to the hip-hop scene in Newfoundland and Labrador, you should. He talks all about that, plus some projects he's working on, and how he got the name in the first place. We're going to get to that on Next to Connect, right after this week's newfound releases. And we kick off newfound releases this week with a very interesting find. It's alt-pop artist Bales. It is the uh, brainchild of Bailey Brett. And when I listen to his uh, album, There's Always a Catch, it reminded me a bit of a combination of Troy Sivan and Post Malone. And uh, it's great to have those comparisons under your belt. Right now, here's his brand new tune from his new album, There's Always a Catch. This is Wish I Could Blame You, right here on Newfound Releases. Do it. 
Bales and Wish I Could Blame You on newfound releases. We now go to country singer-songwriter Carolina East. And this song I heard for the very first time out in Cornerbrook during Music Celebration Week last October. And I remember when she was singing this song for the first time, she forgot the second verse. I remember Mallory literally coming on stage and singing the second verse for her to uh, have Caroline remember um, what that second verse of that song was. Well, she may have forgotten the lyrics that night, but one thing that will not be forgotten is this great tune. It is an unforgettable track, and we are going to play that for you right now. With co-writes from Mallory Johnson and Jordan Coker, here's Carolina East with Airport on newfound releases. Terminal one got here before the sun came up, so I'd have plenty of time. Who knows how long it'll take to get through this security line? But I don't mind.
sales and wish I could blame you on newfound releases. We now go to country singer-songwriter Carolina East. And this song I heard for the very first time out in Cornerbrook during Music Celebration Week last October. And I remember when she was singing this song for the first time, she forgot the second verse. I remember Mallory literally coming on stage and singing the second verse for her to uh, have Caroline remember um, what that second verse of that song was. Well, she may have forgotten the lyrics that night, but one thing that will not be forgotten is this great tune. It is an unforgettable track, and we are going to play that for you right now. With co-writes from Mallory Johnson and Jordan Coker, here's Carolina East with Airport on Newfound Releases. Hey. Let me sit my drink. That link you mean. Come back to play. Mm. Hey, bitch. I got a lot of problems, you can't even help me solve them Yeah, you wanna talk that shit, I'ma send them on the mama I got a lot, a lot of problems, I got a lot, a lot of problems Yeah, I'm dunking on your drama, yeah, I'm dunking on your drama I got a lot of problems, you can't even help me solve them Yeah, you wanna talk that shit, I'ma send them on the mama I got a lot, a lot of problems, I got a lot, a lot of problems Yeah, I'm dunking on your drama, yeah, I'm dunking on your drama, bitch I don't got a fucking car I play all your beats and then I walk them from the bar Steady on the streets, I see that motherfucker newfound releases and we wrap up newfound releases this week with an album drop from john moran and i met john moran for the very first time at sarcastinon's album release on tuesday it was great to talk to john and um this new album called uh, tapes from studio j great songs as well get them wherever you stream your music to and right now here's the first track that you'll hear on tapes from studio j this is good one on newfound releases Like I know I should Smoking butts And cruising around Sooner or later I'm gonna break down Until I do I don't need to worry 
for newfound releases this week if you got a newfound release you want to send me make sure you include your bio and production credits and also some press photos for social media because i like to promote that every now and again and the song most importantly in wave and mp3 form because when i put together the podcast it'll make it easier for me to put it together of course the email to send it all to is musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com all righty let's get to this week's next to connect and we are connecting this week with Sarcastodon. His name is Dave Connors. We're going to talk to him about his start in music and how he worked with Sonic Records uh, early on in his career and what led him to pursue hip-hop and how he got the name Sarcastodon. We're going to talk about the people that he's worked with throughout his career, plus some new projects that he's working on, and, of course, his brand new EP, Blood Moon. So let's get to this week's Next to Connect with hip-hop producer Dave Connors, who you may also know as Sarcastodon.
Alrighty, welcome back to Musical Connections. I'm Zach Snow, and we are going to introduce you now to an artist that you uh, may be familiar with, with uh, some of his work with uh, the likes of Kylie Coyote and a whole lot more. He has uh, released uh, two albums under the name Sarcastodon, which includes his brand new record, Blood Moon. Joining me right now to talk all about that is Sarcastodon. His name is Dave Connors. Dave, welcome to Musical Connections, buddy. Hey, man, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, this is going to be a little bit of um, kind of like a breaking the fourth wall a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. This is one of our many times of retaking this because uh, we were uh, doing this interview and it crashed. So um, hopefully now uh, this works and this will be uh, one of the takes that we end up using. But uh, thank you so much for coming on and thank you so much for your patience with uh, dealing with, uh, you know, the heat today. Because the day that we're recording this, we're in a heat wave. Absolutely. It, it is so warm here in Petty Harbor where my studio is set up. I think we're getting like 32 degrees right now. I'm, I'm not wearing pants, I promise. <laughs> I mean, I am i wouldn't be either if it's like this warm because like we're sweating buckets. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a nasty one for us big boys today. Exactly. But um, when it comes to the hot weather, I mean, when it comes to all the music you're putting out, you're bringing the heat. Am I right? That's right. I'm bringing the summer heat on this new record, uh, especially included in the track What Up on my new EP, Blood Moon. I'm really trying to bring the summer vibes. Uh, I've even got some sounds of some birds chirping and some, some, some ocean waves in that track just to make you really feel the summer vibes because this whole record brings the heat. Exactly. We'll get to that in a, right, uh, later on in this conversation. So uh, I want to ask first things first, uh, how are things in your world right now, Dave? Uh, things are great and, 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 and wonderfully productive, and, and I feel so blessed to be in the city of St. John's on this wonderful summer. Uh, there are so many cool projects going on. There are so many films being made. There are so many albums being made. So I think to be an artist in St. John's in the summer of 2023 is just such a blessing. Absolutely, man. Now, uh, I want to go back to uh, your early days in music. Um, what inspired you to uh, pursue music in the first place? I've been playing music for a really long time. I started taking, you know, percussion lessons around the, the fifth or sixth grade, Been took a really strong interest in drum kit ever since then. Um, my parents play guitar and I definitely stole their guitar sometimes and, and, and did, did a little self-learning on those uh, when I was younger. Uh, that all culminated when I was about 16 years old. Uh, I was in a band called The True Leisure Code uh, and we applied to, to Music NL to get some funding to make a record. We actually made a short EP uh, when I was 16 with some friends around the same age. And the process of making that record just really made me fall in love with the idea of making records. And that's an idea I've committed myself pretty much entirely to ever since. Um, shortly after, I attended recording school at the Center for Arts and Technology and worked in conjunction with Sonic Records through that school. Uh, I worked in a lot of great studios and for a lot of great, great artists uh, in the indie rock sphere in the early 2010s until about 2015 when I switched over to the hip hop world and invented my alter ego, Sarcastodon, and I've been Sarcastodon ever since. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Sonic Records. Of course, uh, some of the uh, best acts to come out of there, of course, Hey Rosetta, of course, uh, the brainchild of Tim Baker and uh, many of his other mm -hmm. uh, bandmates there. Alan Doyle yep. is part of that record company as well, The Fortunate Ones, which uh, they mm -hmm. uh, released their award-winning album, That Was You and Me, last year. One of my favorite albums of 2022. Um, so, uh, what was it like working with, uh, Sonic Records? You know, uh, being a musician from Corner Brook, uh, there was this really strong connection with the band Winter Sleep, uh, in the 2000 aughts. They toured there a lot, and if you were an up aspiring artist, they, they kind of ended up hitting your radar on the west coast of Newfoundland. So that, and then in turn, uh, the relationship Hey Rosetta had with Sonic Records in my teen years really made me have really strong feelings about that label and that recording space, the Sonic Temple. 
Um, it's always kind of been hallowed ground there because so many wonderful recordings from artists I know from my community have have, have come out of there. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough wonderful things about the Sonic Records and the Sonic Temple, but I think it all stems really from their work with Winter Sleep and Hey Rosetta. The, the records they made with those acts uh, in that space, I think, are some of the most outstanding Atlantic Canadian recordings maybe of all time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Judd can really attest to uh, Winter Sleep because he played with them uh, for many, many years. And That's, uh, that's right. For sure. And uh, Hey Rosetta, of course, uh, is one of the most successful bands to come out of this province in the uh, in the uh, new millennium, too. Of course, uh, Tim Baker has really become a superstar because of that group. Uh, but the band himself are no slouch. But the band themselves are no slouches either. So absolutely, uh, it really goes to show how good uh, music was coming out of uh, Newfoundland in uh, in the late two thousands and even now. Like I think now, when it comes to the music of this province, I think it's the strongest it's ever been because I think we we built the foundation for it. It's just now like you know having the musicians themselves really step up their game and you know hold up their end of the bargain too. I, I think that's absolutely true. I think it's more than just Newfoundland. I think it's Atlantic Canada in general, and by which I'm including PEI and Nova Scotia. We, we have a standard of entertainment which surpasses our small population by any reasonable degree. Um, whether you're talking about hip-hop, pop, folk, all of these fields have really, really strong performers who are export-ready. And in cities you know, smaller than 200,000 people, pe- people think that's impossible. But if you go to Cornerbrook, you go to Moncton, you go to St. John's, you go to Fredericton, you go to Halifax, you're going to be witnessing some amazing, amazing local content. Absolutely. Uh, you talk about the hip-hop uh, rap scene. Uh, one of the biggest rappers to come out of Atlantic, of, uh, Atlantic Canada is Classified. And, um, yeah. of course, I grew up listening to Classified myself. Um, anybody listening, oh, Canada, uh, that ain't classy. Um Classified really is a standard bearer of hip hop right now in Atlantic Canada. But when it comes to our hip hop scene here, uh, just from, you know, covering the artists that I have on newfound releases like Bruce May, like DK, like Alaban, Datlanky Man, Albert and Reggie, um, our hip hop scene is more broad than I thought it was. And uh, it really Absolutely. is a very strong and also very uh, committed hip hop scene. And uh, I say it'll be a matter of time before we really, you know, put our names like on that level of a classified or uh, something like that. I don't think we're that far away. You know, you mentioned Classified and spoke reverence to him. I'd also like to mention Ghetto Socks, another veteran Halifax rapper who, you know, both of those acts kind of were really big exposure points for me getting into hip hop when I was younger. But I think that the scene in Halifax in 2009 that included Ghetto Socks and included Classified feels a lot like the scene in St. John's today that includes acts like Reggie Morales and Albert Dalton, two of whom are maybe the most talented musicians I've ever met in my entire career. But we're so fortunate to have them be from our city. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, Reggie uh, actually released an album uh, this year with a band uh, called Dodo Head. And uh, that's a yep. really uh, tremendous album, too. Very underrated. Um, Dodo Head was a cool record, but I got to give props to Reggie. Regicide, his most recent uh, solo release, is hands down the best rap album to ever come into Newfoundland, period. And uh, I got to see him uh, perform that at the Music Celebration Week uh, back in October, him and uh, Carter Snow. And uh, they tore the place up. Yeah, Carter's a great live DJ, and like I said, Reggie is just beyond talented. Carter's my boy. Carter's a good dude. <laughs> now, um, who are some of the other artists that you've worked with uh, before you really took on this uh, Sarcastodon uh, moniker? Sure. Back in my time uh, in the indie rock world, I did a lot of work with a singer-songwriter named Taryn Kawaja. We actually had a small project called Kawaja Bear, but I've done a bunch of production for her. She's super talented, super great, and people uh, in the Halifax music scene will know her really well, as well as Ben Kaplan, who was another uh, fantastic uh, Halifax artist I worked with in my time there. 
Uh, I produced a record for a band called The Spirit Crumplers. Uh, I was in a cool band called Teacher. I did a lot of drumming, engineering, and producing in the indie rock sphere in Nova Scotia up until about 2015. Yeah, and uh, around 2015, you ended up taking on the moniker Sarcastodon. So why did you settle on that name in particular as your alter ego? So I mentioned my past act, Kawajabear. Um, the truth is that Bear has just been my nickname for a very long time. I'm six foot six. I'm a big burly guy. I usually have a beard. So most of the time people uh, end up calling me Bear or some variation on that. So then I was, uh, uh, I started this hip hop career as Sarcastodon and I was observing how the kind of hip hop music I was making was a little bit dated. It sounded more like maybe something you'd hear come out of the 90s or the early 2000s than the hip hop coming out now. So I was combining this joke of being a bear and being prehistoric, being maybe outdated, and and I started Googling names of prehistoric bears. <laughs> well, it turns out there was this bear called the short-nosed bear, which was one of the biggest and most aggressive bears, a variation of the grizzly to have ever lived. It went extinct a long time ago, but its scientific name was the Sarcastodon. And I thought, how cool is that? A prehistoric bear with nice. sarcastic in his name. So so that, that's when I took that on. It is it is a real thing. A sarcastodon was a real bear that lived in the world. We have fossils of it. We found it. They were massive and, 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 and grumpy and ate a lot. Um, <laughs> and, and I think so, for so many reasons, the prehistoric thing, the scientific thing, the sarcastic, the sarcastic aspect of it, um, you know, the, the name just hit me on so many levels. It is kind of funny. Uh, I was talking to a friend recently about artist names and how really, you know, everyone gets sick of their artist name. Everyone second guesses it. You kind of have to pick something stupid and live with it. And, and I'm, I'm eight years into being sarcastic on now, and I quite enjoy it still. And like, listen, uh, the best part about, you know, having that name and is when you own it and you're proud of it, too. And uh, when it comes to uh, all the stuff that you've worked on throughout uh, the eight years you've been under this moniker, uh, you've put out some pretty good stuff. And uh, one of the artists that you've uh, worked on uh, under the Sarcastodon moniker is a guy named uh, Kylie Coyote. And he, he ended up uh, getting a Music NL Award nomination Um in 2020 i believe or maybe 2019 yep. if i'm uh, not mistaken so uh That's right. what was it like uh working with uh kylie coyote and uh what can we know uh more about him <laughs> josh is a really prolific lyricist uh he's got this big crazy vocabulary and he loves to like you know he's got, he's got pages and pages and pages and pages of verses that he's written. So it was really just uh, making that album was like a matchup process of of taking his existing written word that he had and kind of matching it to instrumental material that I was working on. It, it, it all all happened pretty seamlessly, I have to say. Josh is a really talented guy, and uh, it, yeah, the, the biggest compliment I could give about him was it was just he has this this massive vocabulary. He pulls rhymes uh, out of the air that you know no other rapper would. He's not concerned about talking about street or status. He's got a deeper poetic message. And it was really interesting working with a rapper like that. Now, of course, uh, we talked earlier uh, in the Next to Connect here um, about the hip-hop scene, uh, not just in Newfoundland, but in Atlantic Canada. Of course, uh, we That's mentioned right. names like Classified. And, of course, uh, I'm going to mention names that have been on Newfound releases in the past. Of course, one of my mm -hmm. most regular contributors is DK. Of course, we Shout out DK. Oh, yeah. Dave, Dave's a great guy. And uh, he's yeah. really talented himself. Um, Beyond talented rapper and producer. He's awesome. And also uh, Albert and Reggie. I featured their music before. Alaban, Incredible. Like Man, Bruce Mead, Capo, yep. YQX. Um, I said in uh, one of my tracks uh, on New Found Releases uh, not too long ago that when I was starting this podcast, um, 
I featured a lot of uh, hip hop on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was really good for me to like have that music on the podcast because it really opened my eyes up to a scene that really doesn't get enough credit on how like deep and how broad and talented it really is. So I just want to put mm-hmm. this question to you: um, Why should people be paying attention to our hip hop scene here in Newfoundland and Labrador? Um, it's a great question. Let me think about this for a second. <laughs> All good. Take your time. Okay, here, I got, I got it, I got it. Um, 20 years ago, the question of whether or not hip-hop was the future of the music was a legitimate question. So to put resources into the existing formats of music we had in our infrastructure, in our industry, the folk, the indie, the singer-songwriter stuff, it made sense because hip-hop uh, was a gamble. Now it's 2023 and hip hop owns the world of music. All good pop sounds like hip hop and is influenced by hip hop and is produced by hip hop producers. Even movies, have, uh, the culture of cool has become distinctly defined by the genre of hip hop. It is the sound of now. If you're a music nerd and you're looking for music that sounds forward thinking and progressive that has great players on it that has great production you're probably going to find those things in modern hip hop records. It is simply the modern standard of music. So to suggest anything other than we should develop that industry in our own scene, we should we should support that part of the scene. Um, that's obvious because it, it it simply is the most marketable, the most accessible, the most for the people kind of music available to humans on the planet today. Man, uh, if you weren't uh, a producer, you should uh, take up uh, a career as a motivational speaker or a philosopher <laughs> or something because those are words that I think uh, when it comes to the mute. To the, you know the music scene here, um, we can really live by that because seeing um, firsthand, uh, especially through newfound releases, on how talented the rappers are here. Um, again, it'll be a matter of time before like um, acts like DK and JA and um, Albert and Reggie really you know are on that classified kind of level and are really on that like kind of consistent level of uh, you know producing really great music and then having really great uh, success with it, like having like big name tours and whatnot. Yep, I, I think I think all the acts you're mentioning, which I'm so honored to include myself amongst uh, DK, J.A., Reggie, Albert, Farai, sorry, Farai's rapper name, Kingsway, um, Bruce Mate, need to say Bruce Mate because he's so wonderful. All oh, yeah. these artists are such standout artists uh, on a basic level, not within the realm of hip hop, but on the level of music. They are they're fantastic performers. They're fantastic producers with great taste and work at great work ethic. And I think it's just inevitable that each of them will see the success that we're talking about in this relation in this conversation. And um, especially, you know, giving them the platform to, like, have their music featured, uh, it goes a long way to, you know, for exposure, too, because uh, they may not want to, like, say, say for example, if you're, like, a, if you're a booker from Toronto and you're looking mm-hmm. for acts to have for your uh, hip-hop festival, you may look at this guy from St. John's and it's like, oh, uh, here's this great guy with this uh, song called, like, West Side Ties, capo uh, mm-hmm. Let's listen to the Musical Connections podcast and uh, see what he's all about and... Um, the song sounds great and uh, say, hey, you want to come up to Toronto for a hip hop festival? Um, right. Again, like having the platform here, like Musical Connections, to like give these musicians exposure. And I've had um, artists uh, themselves uh, be very grateful and thankful for the opportunity to have the music featured uh, where otherwise like like main commercial radio these days wouldn't necessarily like give it. Again, like having stuff like that goes a long way to, you know, like for the, their success uh, in the music industry. 
it, it's beyond important, Zach. And, and I thank you again for for starting this this, this podcast, this interview series, because it's so important um, for, for artists in small cities to get these kinds of press opportunities. Um, because these are the kinds of press opportunities that we can then put in our in our EPKs and our application processes to get access to bigger and more rewarding and more financially rewarding opportunities on the mainland and here in, in the province. And the truth is that Halifax has had the Coast magazine for a long time, and um, pretty much every city has its representative music reviewer, music blogger that kind of keeps it going. But it, it's a void that's been here in St. John's for in, in the scene ever since um, the Overcast closed down. So, so again, I'm so happy you're doing this, and, and so and thank you so much for having me. And uh, we're not done by a long shot yet because now we're going to sure. talk about your brand new uh, or your debut EP you released in uh, in 2020 called uh, Photo Montage. But you worked on it uh, throughout the, f- the f- three or four years before uh, you released it in 2020. And of course, we all mm-hmm. remember or don't want to remember 2020 because it was the start <laughs> of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's but, right. Um, 2020 is when you released Photo Montage. So what was uh, mm-hmm. recording that album like? Well, you know, uh, um Phono montage was my way of uh, it was uh, I keep on calling it a business card. Um, it was it was four exceptional beats that I had been making over the last couple of years that I felt like maybe didn't require a vocal performance on top of them, but still very much matched my aesthetic. So the idea with phono montage, my original EP that came out in 2020, is it would be a business card that says, hey, this is a guy who can make really cool instrumentals for you. And and, and artists and clients could listen to that EP and listen to those instrumentals and get a sense of the kind of instrumental textures I can create and, and the kind of things that inspire me. So too, I took that business card idea to my new EP, Blood Moon, in the sense that this was more uh, a sh- short display of my abilities as a producer, of my abilities as a songwriter, uh, and where phono montage were interesting instrumentals that represented me, Blood Moon are complete songs that display my abilities as a producer. Absolutely. Now, um, I want to talk about uh, a project that you got on the go uh, called Lo-Fi Earl. Uh, of course, uh, it was yourself and uh, Len O'Neill. But um, uh, when you uh, go out and perform this live, uh, you have like a rotating uh, bassist that you play with uh, live uh, That's right. each and every single time. So how did this Lo-Fi Earl uh, project get started? You know, it's funny. Uh, in the, earlier in the interview, you, you described uh, the Sarcastodon sound as lo-fi. That's certainly something I get a lot um, when people are, are listening to me for the first time when they're checking out my vibes. They always say, oh, yeah, I really like your stuff. And they'll, they'll add, I, I really like lo-fi. I never want to be that jerk who corrects people, you know, to explain that <laughs> the music I'm making, I, I wouldn't call lo-fis. So uh, I took it a step further. And what I did is I wrote two hours of music that I definitely would call lo-fi. I came up with this really interesting uh, live DJ project called Lo-Fi Earl that I usually do in conjunction with a live bassist to kind of make it feel a bit more live and a little bit more organic. But Lo-Fi Earl is me playing distinctly lo-fi music. Uh, I do two <laughs> turntables. One side is all electric piano samples through lots of tape and hiss. The left side is all uh, drum kit samples through lots of tape and hiss. Everything's very saturated and thick. And uh, it's a really fun experience. We've been playing a lot of like summertime patios, opening up for, you know, some some more upbeat bands, opening for other DJs. It's a great soft electronic act. And and if you guys see Lo-Fi Earl uh, booked in St. John's in the future, come check us out because it, 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 it's a nice relaxed time. You can have a nap, you can smoke a joint, you can just kind of just vibe out. It's great. Uh, so uh, on that note of uh, Lo-Fi and like the Sarcastodon sound, uh, how would you describe uh, the sound of Sarcastodon? 
Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so I'm really interested in a concept called boom bap, which is you know something we don't use a term we don't use very much anymore. But it used to be um, uh, something we describe a, a kind of rap music that went boom boom bap boom boom bap. You know, uh, those kinds of like what we call classic '90s East Coast s- sounds. Oh yeah, I, I'm 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 really into those sounds, and and I think I draw a lot of influence from that area. But also, I'm very influenced by the jazz world. Guys named like um, Adrian Young and Mustafa Shakir and Madlib and all these guys based out of New York who are kind of living on the the edge of jazz and hip hop simultaneously. Thundercat, another great one to mention in that realm. Um, so I'd like to say boom bap slash jazz is how I would describe my sound. But for anyone who doesn't know what those words mean, old school hip hop. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like the '90s. Like it was filled with it i mean you had like uh easy e dr dre snoop dog um you the, had like some two, of my biggest influences tupac and biggie smalls uh like those were some like the big names of hip-hop like at the, the east coast versus the west coast and they had guys like outcast in the south that were really like you know creating their own style as well so um absolutely i think you're really hitting that 90s hip-hop vibe too and uh I really enjoy that kind of sound too because uh none no hate on the current rap music of today and all the hip-hop that's coming out now but when I hear like out of '90s or 2000s hip hop, I really like you know resonate with that more than anything else. Absolutely, I I totally get it. the The aesthetic back then was just so accessible. It it just it was music made for human beings to love. I think hip hop's evolved, and I like modern hip hop a lot now. But I think it's gotten a lot more niche. It's gotten a lot more specific. It's gotten a lot less universal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, through all the names that you mentioned, like uh, of course Drake's one, Twenty One Savage. Uh, a baby little baby and like a lot of these littles and these little young <laughs> names um it really takes a lot to stand out these days uh especially like when you're like a drake or a travis scott or a kendrick lamar um like hip-hop really has changed but um of course uh i would agree with you there it's not really as universal as it used to be no no it's it become many small genres you know like uh, I'm, I'm of the belief that that kendrick is our musical christ and savior and all of his records are perfect but you know it, it, they aren't easy to digest they aren't they aren't simple they aren't like those old tupac and biggie records where kind of you could put that on for your mom and she'd go oh that's catchy and fun there, there, there's 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 um a level of intellectualism to hip-hop now or to some hip-hop now um and, and so so the, the the deep the, the deep powerful stuff is even deeper and powerful and the dumb fun stuff is even dumber and funner uh <laughs> it's an interesting realm it's an interesting time for hip-hop for sure absolutely now um on this new ep uh what can people expect from uh blood moon Oh, I'm, it's such a big question. Hold on one second. Uh, what can we expect from Blood Moon? So I've been working on this for two years. Um, there are a lot of electric pianos played by me, um, a lot of vintage Wurlitzers and Wurlitzers and uh, and, and Fender Rhodes. Uh, um, there's a lot of uh, classic, like, drum breaks that sound like the 90s played by this awesome guy named A.J. Hall from uh, Louisiana. I've done some some of the drumming myself too, of course, but there's lots of like thick, real drum kit performances on it. Um, the theme of this record, one of the themes of the record that I wanted to bring was that I wanted the listener to be able to listen to the album and not really be able to distinguish which of the sounds they were hearing were samples and which of the sounds they were hearing were instruments. And I think I, I like to treat my samples like instruments. I like to tra- treat my instruments like samples so that the whole um, tapestry gets a little bit more blended. And and, and and the idea is that you're just looking, they're th- listening to it 
from the perspective of the music and maybe you're taking away the idea that um, samplers are fake or samplers don't create real music or that digital computers don't create mu real music. It was very much a goal for me as a producer on this record to make the sounds that a machine made and the sounds that a person made indistinguishable, to have the machine sounds sound as human as possible and the human sounds sound as machine as possible so that the entire aesthetic was somewhere in the middle. Um, lyrically, the themes that I worked with for most of the artists on this record were themes of patience and development, as that's something that I've been thinking mm -hmm. about a lot lately, especially since uh, you, you brought up COVID. But I think that's been something that's been on a lot of our minds since, oh, yeah. since the pandemic, since we were all kind of stuck inside with ourselves for a long time, is the idea of patience and development and and uh you know defining who you are as an artist and 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 um your relationship between you and your work and your relationship with you and your community i think these are the things that i tried to explore most on uh the lyrics of blood moon even though some basketball and dick jokes did make it through as well <laughs> i mean you gotta have that in there right have a little bit of humor and like a kind exactly. of like dry humor or like your own very stupid humor of course <laughs> i mean i have that too and uh I'm a bit of a like a juvenile delinquent sometimes when it comes to my humor, but um, right. I mean that's that's us, right? I think I think there's something so brilliant about hiding something really vulgar and dumb in a piece of art that that includes so much brilliance and joy. I think you know actually that's something I I took from Tim Baker of Hey Rosetta. No way. He makes these these beautiful ethereal, well thought out songs with these wonderful arrangement productions, and then he drops an f bomb or a dick right in the middle of the song, and it's just like, <laughs> thank you, Tim Baker. Oh it's, yes, it's, absolutely. It's that juxtaposition that inspires Sarcastic on a lot for sure. <laughs> that's wonderful. Now um. By the time this does air, you would have done your album release show, of course, with Albert Dalton and uh, Slim Macho. Um, That's what, right. What else is next for you, Dave? Uh, I'll be headed out to uh, Cornerbrook uh, in the next couple of weeks um, before this airs to attend the uh, Wash Brain Music Festival, which is a counterculture festival run by Laughing Heart Music, who are a very successful label based out of it here in Atlantic Canada. Oh, yeah. Um then I'll be headed to Halifax to do some business and follow up my, on my release out there. Probably do a show at the Bus Stop Theater because I'm a huge fan of Bus Stop Theater. And then I'll be getting back to my regular life of producing records for other people and producing films for other people. That's my day job. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, pursuing the uh, the licensing side of, of, of the Blood Moon EP. Hopefully you'll be hearing some of these tunes on some commercials and uh, and, and some TV shows. And we'll, we'll see where it goes, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, and you said you're working on some uh, albums for other people. Uh, any uh, people that we should know about that you're uh, working on albums for? I know you've spoken to Bruce Mate already, but i got to give a moment to give Bruce Mate's props because he's really above and beyond the standard of local rappers. He is a fantastic singer. He's a fantastic producer. He's a fantastic rapper. He's got a great full vision. He's a good businessman. So I'm pretty much always doing work for Bruce, working on uh, various singles for him, and I'm always happy to be doing it, and I will be doing it for as long as he'll have me. So props to Bruce. I'm always working for Bruce. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a record that Len O'Neill of Green and Gold and I have had in, in, in cooking for a little while, which might get finished you know, sometime this fall, this summer. Len's a really awesome singer-songwriter, and he did this really interesting thing. Is He approached a bunch of different local producers to all produce the same set of songs, 
told each of us to kind of pick out the songs that interest, interested us and, 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 and to lean into those. And uh, so what I think is he has this collection of, of about uh, 15 songs, but kind of a different four or five produced by different people. Sometimes oh, wow. there's crossover. I think it's going to be a really interesting record. For, for our songs, for the sarcastic on Len O'Neill stuff, we, we, we took a really fun approach where everything was kind of dirty and gritty. We were using a lot of vintage synthesizers and vintage samplers. Um, I think that my contributions to Lynn's next project are going to really stand out. You're going to be able to tell which ones uh, Lynn did with Sarcastodon. And uh, I am looking forward to hearing that when it does come out. And we will feature on newfound releases when it does become available. Of course, oh, uh, sure. by the time this does air, I would have already featured your new uh, Blood Moon EP on newfound releases. And we'll get to one of right. your songs from the EP in just a moment. But uh, for people who want to find out more about what you're going to be working on in music, where you're going to be playing to next, and... Uh, uh, follow you on your journey uh, as Sarcastodon. Uh, where can they go? Do you know what? Uh, I'm a really big Instagram guy. Of course, I exist on all platforms. I try and be professional. But if you really want to be in tune with the music I'm creating, the people I'm spending time with, the people I'm making albums for, and, and, and just kind of want to see the most recent versions of the music I've, I've been creating, follow me on Instagram at Sarcastodon underscore beats. I'm going to spell it out. S-A-R-K. A S A R K A S T O D O N underscore beats. Well, that's awesome, Dave. Um, uh, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on the podcast and uh, learning more about you. I mean, you've done some really great stuff uh, throughout the uh, decade plus you've been in music, and especially with this new uh, Blood Moon EP. I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, playing this uh, in front of people and um, seeing. What else you're working on? I mean, I'm looking forward to that uh, Len O'Neill uh, Sarcastodon stuff and uh, some more music from Bruce Main is always nice because I featured his stuff on New Found Releases uh, a couple of months ago, actually. So uh, I'm super excited to Shout see what Bruce. you got coming up next, uh, Dave. So uh, Dave Connors, of uh, also known as Sarcastodon, thank you so much for joining me on Musical Connections here on Next to Connect. All the best to you in the uh, months ahead and um, congratulations once again on this brand new EP. Really, thank you so much for this, Zach, and, and thank you again for the service you're providing to our community. Cheers. Man, I can't believe how patient Dave was with that, of course, a little fourth wall break. Because of the day that we recorded that interview where we were in a heat wave at the time, my computer crashed a few times and we had to restart it a couple of times. Now, normally uh, during the interviews, I just say, I'll start the question again, or let's do that again. But um, for, the, for uh, the amount of times that I've recorded interviews for Musical Connections, that never happened. But a big thank you to Dave for joining me on the podcast this week, and a big thank you for uh, putting up with that. And I really appreciate his patience. <laughs> and of course, he's a amazing hip-hop producer from his brand new album, Blood Moon, and with a little help from Reggie Morales and Biroglyph. Sarcastodon for you now with Mothra on the Musical Connections podcast. They got me feeling like Mothra. It's time to take the city from these monsters. You know I'm the realest if you've ever seen me in concert. Not dealing with nonsense. That novice shit will cost ya. Yeah, I feel like I'm God sent. Abolishing imposters. I'm polished and by stuff. I got the shit locked up. Acknowledge your last luck. The shit ain't no toss up. I'm on top and I talk tough. About to pop like I'm knocked up. On my knob getting slapped up. Yo, fuck. Uh, comparing me to rappers like mahogany to sawdust. I'm hugging me everything at the pot. Fuck what you brought up, bro. You're just not caught up enough. You get treated like a pop-up, deleted and blocked. Uh, demeaning mocking from my seat at the top. The cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Them Caesar get mocked again and again. My venomous pen ain't easily stopped. Tell a friend when Reggie's at the spot. And that's the level I'm on. Steady, steady.
steaming like a kettle left on. Every feature is a hell of a song. I'm going off so you can tell them it's on. And that's the level I'm on. Steady steaming like a kettle left on. Every feature is a hell of a song. I'm going off so you can tell them it's, it's the on. It's the rap poltergeist. I boo boo these poopy rappers on the mic. Myers, yeah, I need to get off my Willy Wonka. In your eulogy, tear like an oompa loompa. I'm gonna gone, baby girl, like the Applex. I need to hire me a butler for how I move through shadows. A nightcrawler, a bar brawler, but brothers and teetotalers. I'm sober by association. It's all good, man, and associates my representation. So expect any chicanery and underhanded mannerisms like Rick Berry. I'm a warrior, flawless scorer. Press the digitation at both Shaq and Penny. I'm more than just a one trip pony. That I just jacked. But I took the horse to the trough and got a slot to the spot that I brewed the stew. So I stew what I few would have thought. Well, I knew maybe you would have asked me and I told you I'd be the greatest to do this to do. What up to episode 38? We gotta say goodbye for another week as Musical Connections wraps up. Big thank you to Dave Connors, also known as Sarcastodon, for being my guest on Next to Connect this week, and to all the musicians who sent me their tunes for newfound releases. Of course, any questions about um, new music that you want to include on newfound releases or would like to be a guest on Next to Connect, simply email me, musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com. And new episodes of Musical Connections drop every Tuesday at 12 noon, Newfoundland Standard Time, on Apple Music, Spotify, RSS, and wherever you get your podcasts. Join me same time next week as we have Peter McDonald and Spencer Fitzgerald of the band with Violet on Next to Connect. And I'm sure we will have another good batch of new fan releases to feature you as we continue to highlight some of Newfoundland and Labrador's finest musicians from all genres. Thank you so much for connecting once again this week. I've been your host, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another. And until next time, safe home.